Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens did it for Franco and all of Steelers Nation. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the number one Desmond Ritter truther on Twitter. And with me, as always, is AJ let Skyler Thompson cook Marchese. Can't believe they're starting Teddy. Disrespectful to the Sky Tom. Today, we're talking all the best and worst NFL rookies from week 16 of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Well, the Denver Broncos let the funk in by hiring Nathaniel Hackett, but his tenure is over after just 15 games. Uh, least surprising thing ever, even though they kept saying they're going to give him the full year, but then it got ugly on the weekend, so. As a Seahawks fan, are you proud of the the Hackett era in Denver? Very proud, Rob. I mean, like, look, they hired him just to fucking lure Aaron Rodgers there. The whole thing was ridiculous. And then we had all the Broncos fans in the summer taking victory laps before the season. Uh, I don't know how they feel now. Now Condoleezza Rice is going to write the ship in Denver at least, but I don't care anymore because uh, Seattle's draft picks are this year for, with theirs, so we're, we're all good. Welcome to Seattle, Jalen Carter. I hope so. Or Will Levis. <laughs> with 12. Uh, I'm okay if that's with 12. No, I'm not. Hey, the, the Broncos, people forget, the Broncos are the 26th overall pick. They'll they'll replace Russell Wilson there when they when they draft... Um, Hendon Hooker. I mean... That'd probably be better than his uh, Tanner McKee. Oh, that's a Broncos quarterback. Hey, guess what? Guess what? They're hiring David Shaw. <laughs> Elway's coming back to to write the ship too with Condi. Yep, it's a Stanford connection. It's, it's all Stanford. It's all Stanford. Oh my God, this is gonna happen, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We spoke it into existence. Um, you know what else I spoke into existence recently? What's that, Rob? The Kenny Pickett moment. Yep. Yeah. As we dive into our NFL Week 16 superlative, starting with the rookie quarterback rundown, where Kenny Pickett on Saturday Night Football led the game-winning drive over the Las Vegas Raiders to win 13-10 in a kind of gross weather game. Um, the night Franco Harris was being honored. And uh, Pickett went 26-39 of 39 for 244 yards, a touchdown, a pick, wasn't the cleanest game, but that final drive, I think, was the best drive mm-hmm. we've seen from him this season. Definitely. Definitely. I think, look, I I, I still, I don't want to get too negative here right off the bat, but he did enough to win, and he, he stepped up huge on the final drive, uh, you know, hitting Pickens for the dub, um, and he sent Derek Carr to the bench. That's that's another feather in the old Kenny cap. Um I don't know. I think I think grand grand uh, picture here, grande picture. Uh, 
I don't know. It still it still feels like he's going to be a mediocre quarterback, but but this is a great victory for the for the Steelers, and you gotta you gotta celebrate when you can get it, Rob. You know that. This this goes towards um, what I've been saying about Kenny Pickett, in that he is a lot more um a lot more capable than some of the the quarterback bust we've seen in recent years. Yes, like think Zach Wilson for example. Um, he, I think, is more in that Daniel Jones lane. He feels more like an old, like an old school in terms of you know, fifteen years ago, you take a quarterback at twenty one, like Chad Pennington, you know, like like a, like a later first round quarterback that is good enough to uh, not lose you games, and if you have a good team around him, get you to the playoffs. Well, that, like... that's why I think at his peak, he can be Andy Dalton at his peak in Cincinnati when everything was right around him. Yeah. Andy Dalton was kind of that line of if your quarterback's better than Dalton, you've got your franchise quarterback. If he's worse than Dalton, you got to look for a new quarterback. Um, there was a couple throws in this game that I, I thought, again, a lot of them came on that final drive. Yeah, like a couple to Pat Fryermuth. Um, the the there there was that throw earlier in the game uh, where he kind of ripped it on the out to Deontay Johnson for a first down, uh, right right just pat layered it just past Amik Robertson laying out. Um, there's a couple throws and and it's exciting, but it, and obviously the game winner to, to George Pickens was his touchdown, but there's also kind of a lack of consistency drive to drive. Um, it feels like. If the run game isn't there, like Kenny Pickett's not elevating this offense, mm-hmm. um, and the run game's been fairly inconsistent. Najee Harris started kind of coming on later in that game, um, but yeah, I, I'm still not fully sold as a as a skeptical Steelers fan that that Kenny Pickett's the answer. Um, there's still too many. Just doesn't push the ball downfield very consistently. Yeah, like that, that average depth of targets just got in. I know that the weather wasn't good, but it was not good. Like, but, it's, but I mean, it's been that way this season. Yeah, you know? like it's yeah. not just every game. It hasn't been snowy. Um, <laughs> so, I just don't think the ceiling's very high. But clearly, the floor is a lot higher than some of the bad rookie quarterbacks we've seen in recent years. Definitely. Um, and again, I, I, I still feel as if because, because of the uh, consistency of Mike Tomlin and the Steelers organization that he can be that Andy Dalton guy in a year or two. The other thing you have to keep remembering, too, is he's he's already 24, right? Yeah. Like, he is older than um, Trevor Lawrence. He is older than Justin Fields. Uh, so th- that's a little concerning, too. Like, I just don't... How much better is he going to get? I'm not sure, but right now he's a top 32 starting quarterback probably in the NFL, so that's better than not. Yeah, and like I feel like the way he's looked has been as advertised, and this is who you drafted. I like I think like if the Steelers or I'm not saying they are, but if they if they look back on this rookie season for Pickett and are disappointed. Then I think that's a miss from their perspective because I think he's looked like what you expected him to look like, and I'm I'm with you in that. I think he's he's looked better than I was expecting. Yeah, you. I think we were both fairly low on him, but yeah, no, it, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, it, I think next year is going to be the the big year for him. You got to see, a, you know, I think every year he's got to just get a little bit better, and and they got to keep putting stuff around him because you know this team wasn't really you know ever going to win anything this year, obviously, and well. It's also helped the offensive lines play better in recent weeks. Yeah. They, they they aren't short on quality pass. Like, Deontay Johnston, Johnson, when he's not making weird, weird mistakes, like, we've seen him really come on the last two weeks. Uh, George Pickens, I think, looks like a future pro bowler. Pat Fryermuth is a very consistent, yeah. probably a top 10 tight end right now. There's or, not a ton of... Or will be soon, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, Najee Harris is... I don't think he's been very good given where he was selected but he's, he has mm-hmm. what you the, the makings of a pro bowl running back he's definitely the big disappointment on this on this offense I, if not the whole yeah, team exa- but. as a Steelers fan I'm more disappointed in Najee Harris than I am in Kenny Pickett uh, of our last two first round picks yeah I think that's fair but also expectation wise uh, I, I think that's definite um, hey amazing win I th- again you gotta celebrate when you get it um, 
Emotions big, were running high. Like it's it was a great big, win. Big big test this week. Sunday night football against the Baltimore Ravens been flexed in. That's a good defense with playmakers at every level. Let's see Kenny Pickett string some games together. Yeah. String some drives together even. That's how you cut your tooth as a Steelers quarterback. Though those Sunday nighters against the Ravens. Well, you want want me to tell you about a rookie quarterback playing against the Ravens, AJ? Uh okay. Desmond Ritter. I okay. I, I, I watched this game this morning. Uh, prepping for the show, as I do. Um, I don't make up all my takes. I do. Um, I know. But I thought I saw like people really souring on Ritter for his performance against the Ravens on Sunday. Or Saturday. I, I came away really impressed. And I know I'm biased by the fact... It's hard to eliminate those biases. By the fact that I, I liked him, I think, more than the general pop coming out of Cincinnati. Yeah. But I watched this game and... The I guess my my big positive takeaway was I did him last week too, right? And he was, the difference yeah. from last week to this week was stark. Like he was not comfortable in the pocket at all last week. He 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 just seemed frazzled the entire time. This game against the Ravens, he seemed so comfortable, especially on play action. Like the pass rush wasn't really irritating him. He hung in, made some throws under pressure, wasn't pushing the ball downfield, especially on the outside very much but he was attacking the intermediate and over the middle really well i came away like i'm excitedly optimistic i'm excited to see him in these final two games um he had a couple really big throws on money downs too like there was this fourth and two where he hit drake london uh over the middle london ended up fumbling but it was a great throw and decision there was a third and nine where he hit london on the sideline who made unbelievable catch but it was still really like the fact that he went to his playmaker it maybe it wasn't the best placement but his, his guy made the play there was a third and five where a key everything went to london there was a third and five <laughs> where he hit london on a dig for a first down a second and eight where he play actioned steps up in the pocket to avoid the rush and hits london over the middle for a first down um and, and then maybe his best throw was a second and eight uh in the fourth quarter london uh running a corner he throws it kind of only where Drake London can go up and, and get it around three defenders, perfectly placed ball. And, and Drake London just being that first round pedigree player makes the play. Really? The only throw I thought was a bad throw was a first and 20 where he missed the chaos over the middle. Cause he kind of just ripped it too much, but like there was very like nothing went, no balls were really in conflict. Everything was giving his guy a chance. Um, it, the the numbers aren't incredible. Twenty two of thirty three for two hundred eighteen yards, uh, four carries for eight yards. Like, not great, but also like I didn't think they pl- they called a very good game. Uh, and I, I I don't know. I came away just he was so much better this week than the week before, and this was against a pretty good Ravens defense, right? So I, I think that's extremely promising, and like it might be the bare minimum for him to look better than last week especially you know just feeling the pressure and and looking like a competent quarterback but like just just like if he came back and had you know another performance like last week where it's like oh the nfl might be right. too much for him right now that would have been like oh we might be uh in big trouble but i think it sounds to me i look i didn't even get to watch red zone on stupid you know christmas eve it's hard to watch all this all these games but yeah, i canceled all my family stuff so i can yeah, just I respect really that so much show. i respect that so much um and that's why i'll never be you but um, like i think like like this is promising enough to uh you know to, to get two more looks at him and maybe Maybe you don't you don't go quarterback again, you know. So yeah, I will. I just to kind of paint the picture for you a little, maybe clearer. Is it was very much like similar to these Kenny Pickett games mm-hmm. where you came away, you're like, okay, is he? You're, he's not the franchise guy, or he's not playing like a franchise guy, but he's playing like a very at minimum capable backup, like very competent football player. That's how I and I thought that was such a difference from the week before where he just looked. Like he couldn't be on the field. Yeah, I mean, expectations are so funny because, like, if in a vacuum, if you were to stack this Ritter performance against Pickett's better games and Brock Purdy's performance, like, it's it's so funny how expectations and just like the way media and everyone else frames players. What, what is a good game and what isn't a good game? You know, this is against yeah. a good defense, like you just said. Again, I didn't have eyes, but against a good defense, you know, uh, did did he outplay and- Kenny Pickett this week? Can you say that or no? 
I think his so Kenny Pickett's had higher highs, mm-hmm. but I I think Desmond Ritter was more consistent throughout. Like I, they were very on par with each other. This is there you go. So again, you are biased. I, I can't really attest to it, but like the the Falcons' biggest problem is they weren't finishing drives in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like, but like they they had a fourth and goal where they got stuffed. Like they they left points out there. Um, I don't know. I just think if the Falcons had ended up winning this game, because I, I mean they very easily could have won it if a couple things went the other way. And uh, I think it it just all if if it was a win, the story would be so different on this uh, right now. I was about to say like I, I know this is nothing new, but we we put too much of individual quarterback performances on the the final score, right? Like especially for rookies, like it's. If if Pickett went out and threw a pick on the last drive, this game, you know, we would have been probably killing him this week. And I get it, why, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, the the Falcons' final two games are against the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. Um, I'm re- I'm really excited to see him against against the Cardinals. Uh, just see him build on this performance. Um, <clears throat> a rookie quarterback who just didn't really play very well, AJ. Uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback Malik Willis. I also had this game. Uh, 14 of 23, 99 yards, two interceptions. Uh, that that one of them came on the very last play. Uh, ran for 43 yards and a touchdown. So knowing against how the Ro- Texans, by the way, just throwing that against out there. the Texans, yes, yeah. who they lost to. Knowing how Ron Malik Willis was coming out of Liberty, but knowing how, how exciting the physical tools were, I think you'd be surprised to hear. That he just didn't use his legs very well, mm-hmm. uh, scrambling. Like on design runs, yes, but scrambling, he looked bad. Um, overall, he was just very indecisive. His eyes just kept dropping when he'd feel the rush, and, and he'd start to roll, and then he'd like try to stay and, and remain a passer. He he just has to make a decision, you know, either remain a passer or run. Use your legs, like that's that's your that's your trait. Like Justin Fields, we see him figure out. I can use my legs to make myself a, a, a better overall quarterback. We need to see that from Malik Willis. Yeah. Do you, uh, sorry to interject quickly. Do you think that's like something from coaching though that like they want him to, you know, to, to remain a passer and maybe, maybe. The, the, the switch because we saw that with Fields for a lot the, of his the, the, career and then was, finally it switched. There was even like, there like let me go through some of his worst throws weren't even throws. Like his, <laughs> a lot of his worst plays were just taking sacks. Like uh, on a first. Uh, their first third down, he just looked at the rush, took a bad sack. There was a third and ten where he just takes a sack. Third and four, he has a rushing lane open. He starts to go, but he just kind of runs into the nose tackle. Great. Um, then there was also a first and ten where he short-armed a ball to trail on Burks. Uh, a third and 13, he feels the rush. He bails on the pocket, but hesitates before scrambling for no gain. Like that slight hesitation, he starts going. He stops because he's trying to be a passer, and then he goes again. And it's just like, well, they've caught you now. Uh, there was a fourth and eight where he threw a wobbler short of the sticks uh, uh, to the outside shoulder when the receiver had inside leverage. Um, under two minutes to go, he didn't see Christian Harris drop on a slant, and he just threw it right to him. And then the 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 very last play of the game, he launched it to the end zone, uh, and Jalen Petrie picked him off. Uh, I will I will say the two yeah both bo- rookies intercepted him both times. the 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 two plays before that interception were his two best plays. There, there was uh, 26 seconds left. He scrambles around. He breaks two tackles. You remember Steve McNair in the Super Bowl where he, like, magically kept himself up because he's so strong? Yeah. He basically does that. He holds himself off the ground. He throws across his body to the middle of the field for only eight yards, but it was still really <laughs> cool compared to everything else. The very next play, he drops back. The pass rusher just strips the ball, like, knocks it out of his hands. So he picks up his own fumble. Gets face mask, gets away, throws for a first down. Like, those two plays were so fun. And then he threw an interception the next play. So he's got um, it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Other than that, like, there was a third and nine throw where he laid it low and away from the defender. It was still short of the sticks, but it set up a fourth and one they converted. His TD run was pretty sweet. It was his own read. He made a defender miss, and then he kind of, like, spun his way through a few more for the touchdown. But, like, that was kind of it. He's very raw. I don't think the play calling's really doing him any favors. Like yeah. they should run him more. Uh, and at the same time they need, if, if the reason he's hesitating to run on, on pass plays is because they didn't give him the green light, give him the green light. Like that's his trait. Um, 
like Derrick Henry, like I do think his existence opened things up a little bit for Derrick Henry too. It was also because of the Texans, but like Derrick Henry had a great game on the ground. Yeah, uh, he always does a, against Houston. Other, other than a fumble, who uh, I I'll, I'll save, I'll save who forced that fumble later for you. Do you do you? Th- I don't know. Like, do you think he's shown enough to? be the starter week one next year for Tennessee or no no but I, I also don't like, think so either I like I would bring back Ryan Tannehill yeah Thursday night they, they got the Cowboys at home that's or I, I would trade Ryan Tannehill for Jared Goff <laughs> actually there you go that's not bad um, um yeah no I I just feel like they got to lean into his his running ability a little bit more um Lean into creativity on the offense. They just yeah. want to end around a trail on Burks that went for 15 yards, and then that Burks had no impact. Like, get 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 Traylon Burks the ball on screens. Get just get Traylon Burks the ball in space. Get Derrick Henry the ball on screens. Get Chig the ball in space, baby. Ch- Chig had a drop, and they like just never went back to him. Yeah, I don't. Know. Also, this game had so many rookies. I I didn't know were in the NFL. <laughs> so more on that later. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I look. I think I think we've seen nothing that shows Malik Willis is an NFL quarterback from what we've seen so far. Um, but I don't. I also don't think we've seen um, any decent play design or calling for him. It it very much feels like you know when when Willis is you know coming into the game or starting, it's like oh fuck, now we have this guy. Like it's it's not like they've. It feels like they've had no plan for him, really. Breaking, like, breaking news: Derrick Henry's doubtful for the game against the Cowboys, no. anyway. Shit. Right. Oh, it's Haskins and, and Willis backfield and Chestnut backfield. Hey, like, they started using Haskins late in the game, but like just throwing to him. Yeah, they're weird. At, oh my I god! The, Tannehill's out. Jeff Simmons out. Nicholas Petit Frere's out. Amani Hooker's out. Bud Dupree's out. Zach Cunningham's out. Derrick Henry's doubtful. Christian Fulton's doubtful. Danico Autry's doubtful. Oh Are the Titans tanking? Oh god. Um, so this is going to be ugly. If, if Malik Willis can do anything, he's Rookie of the Week guaranteed. Agreed. Uh, speaking of Rookie of the Week, Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went 15 of 22 for 234 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a win over the Commanders. You can run point on this. This is your guy. I, I'm tired of talking about Brock Purdy already. I mean, one thing I'll get Brock Purdy is he he's clearly the key to getting George Kittle back and being George Kittle. It feels... Feels weird that like just once once Purdy got you know, came in, it, that feels like the the resurgence for Kittle. But anyways, uh, it felt like more like what Brock Purdy does. I don't know, like like I don't I know everyone's like loves the Brock Purdy story. I feel he's it's fascinating and interesting, but it's in in a vacuum of his quarterback play, it's it's like it's kind of boring. I'm gonna say it, it's kind of boring. He just he's just writing the ship for the Niners and. Another win, another you know cruising just, to another win, but like it, swap swap his situation, swap him and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. How different do they look in those situations? I don't think Purdy could do it for the Steelers. I like just watching that's him I, play that's football. That's what I mean. And how much better would Kenny Pickett be? Probably not significantly better, but I think but we I all think that's agree the system. Be he would be better, but I think that's he would probably you know be slightly better, and I think that's just to attest to. How good Shanahan is coaching this shit right now? Like, I I do think one thing, like Purdy's running the system really well. Like, there, he there absolutely that, is. There was that one play uh, against the Commanders where it, it was like a fake toss. He turned around and a defender in his face, and, and and like it was for like seven yards, but just kind of ripped it on the slant to Brandon Ayuk. He, like he's, he's making he's, decisions very quickly. He's making yeah, good he's decisions. Very decisive. And he's also good at, at making plays when when the first look isn't there, which is it, incredible for for Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish it, diminish him in the least. It's just like, eh. I think we've also continued to see him make plays kind of off platform, yeah. and that's been super important. And that came out like of he's, nowhere. He's that, making that, these sort, of, yeah. Never saw that at Iowa State. No, but he is. He definitely is. It feels like he's got one or two of them a week, which is impressive. <clears throat> like, okay, before we move on. And finish uh finish the show. Gun to your head. You're an NFL franchise. Which of these quarterbacks are you betting on? Shoot me. Skyler Skyler? No, it's shoot me is the answer. No. Skyler. Wait. Which what? give me which team so, okay, give me a, give me a, which team am I? And I gotta I gotta steal I get to steal one of these quarterbacks. Give me that situation. Uh well I'm taking Purdy so the Niners can't win the Super Bowl. But no, I I don't know, man. It's it's 
I, there's no good answer. Is it Kenny because at least he's shown he could possibly be the 16th best quarterback in the league? Um, I guess. I guess that's my answer. Mine's Matt Corral. Well, uh, the untapped potential. Um, I honestly, I'm, I don't know, AJ. I'm gonna tell you right now. I picked Desmond Ritter. I'm all in. Okay, let me let me. Okay, going back to pretty. Quickly, what about Zappy? I was about to say, who looked better when they were on the field, Brock Purdy or, or Bailey Zappy? Probably about even, right? Yeah, it's not that different. No, and in a way worse situation in New England, where a first yeah. round pick from last year couldn't isn't looked good. But, but now I've been trumpeting this whole year that Billy Zappy's the answer. So then that enforces Helps the fact the, that I have pretty, to say Purdy is too. Purdy is too. I don't know. It's been such a fascinating, but not fascinating rookie year all, for quarterbacks. All, we, all I want is for Sam Howell to be the commander starter. He would have not been because if he's I healthy. think he's the answer. But just because I want to see it. Anyway, that's enough of that. I wish we got to see Matt Corral this year. Oh uh, yeah, I wish we were doing seven quarterbacks each week. We, if we're close without the injuries, it would have been close. Way more than I was hoping for this year. Uh, rookies of the week. I'm gonna uh, up front with you, AJ. I didn't have slam dunk offense or defense rookie of the week this week. Me neither. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who I've already mentioned because he made my my baby boy Desmond Ritter look good. Drake London. Fumble McGee? The fumble was bad. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. I'm going to put so, him for worst rookie. He's had so many, too. But anyways, continue. It's weird. Yeah. But after that, like, every catch he made was awesome. He uh, – I mentioned the one on the sideline uh, on third down where he, like, Ritter skied it and he jumped 100 feet in the air to get it. I don't know if you saw that catch. No, I, I didn't see anything from that game. I'm going to be honest. Uh, go look at my, my tweets where I'm trumpeting that Desmond Ritter's quarterback won. I, I clipped – Three throws of Desmond Ritter that I really liked. All of them were Drake London. Um, but that like that catch was huge. Uh, there, there was the other I mentioned where, uh, again, Ritter, whoa, put the ball in the perfect spot. <laughs> and London went up and got it around three defenders. Uh, outside of the fumble, like he was awesome. Seven catches, 96 yards, uh, five first downs. I think. This is like, his best game since like week two or something. <laughs> and it's just like if, he, if Drake London was on the Packers or on the – um, on the Jets, I guess. And any team that can throw the ball. The Falcons are that bad at throwing the ball. Like, what would his numbers look like? Because he's caught 61 balls for 699 and four touchdowns this year. It's been a little inconsistent. We've seen, a, like, he started the season really hot. Like, week one through three, he was on fire. And then it kind of died off for a bit. And then the last three weeks, he's been back on against Pittsburgh, against the Saints, and now against the Ravens. Um and he 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 just such a big size mismatch yeah. and such a smooth like I think at his best he's a big slot receiver who is so smooth with that size it just it creates all kinds of trouble. Uh, he's winning these contested catches. Um, I yeah I don't know I didn't have a clear guy but I thought between him I was I was looking at him I was looking at Jahan Dotson who played quite well against the Niners. Um, I was looking at George Pickens who played well against the Raiders and James Cook against the Bears, but I thought Drake London did the most with kind of the least help. Do you think uh, Arthur Smith is the head coach next year? Or Probably, just because they haven't, like, he hasn't failed with the quarterback yet, you know? Like, it's not his fault, no, yeah. I, guess. I guess. I don't think he's, a, I think he's, he, he's really good at scheming the run game. Yeah. Like, I'll give him that, but I, I think he is an overrated play caller right now because you have to be able to marry the pass with the run. I know Pitts has been out for a while, but it drives me crazy that you have those two guys. I know that you're young and especially London, well, the, but not being able yeah. to get them involved is, is mind boggling. The other thing too is seeing Drake London with Ritter, the goat, the goat, um, like Drake London's getting more chances in those intermediate over the middle of the field good. scenarios because Desmond's amazing. And Marcus Mariota wasn't. In, in two games with with Ritter at quarterback, he he had seventy yards, and now he's had ninety six yards. Those are like two of his top six games this year. I felt like Mariota might have, maybe was just playing not to lose his job, and I'm not saying he did that well, but it just maybe that's what it felt just like. Waiting for his kid to be born. It's smart. He was ready to lose yeah. His job. Um. So I debated between a couple of guys you named Dotson, but I ended up going with a uh, your guy George Pickens. Just uh, I thought like like again I thought it was kind of like a weaker week, but 
I don't know. Just meant meant more, more. He, I thought he meant more for a W than any other offensive rookie that that we saw, um, or I saw at least this week. Five catches on five targets, fifty-seven yards, a touchdown. Had that like awesome body control catch on the sideline early in the game, and then the game-winning touchdown. Um, you just talked about it with London, but I I also wonder like what kind of year Pickens would have had if he was on was somewhere with like a vet quarterback, you know, an established offense. For a guy that, you know, has been, like you said, you, you see a future pro bowler at the very least. I mean. It feels like every week he makes, you mentioned the, the, the yeah. wicked body control on the sideline. Every week, except for, like, basically every game except for one where where he got a little upset. Yeah. He's had a, a, at least one play like that where it's, oh, man, that's that's a really impressive, impressive, like, rare type of catch. He, he feels like he's going to end up being like a DK Metcalf type of player. You know, where like a, that feels like a good comparison. Yeah, like both guys are kind of hot headed when they when things don't go great for them. But like, no, not like in a negative way, really. But like, like maybe not the, consistent. The, yeah, like absolute like game winning dudes. The, but the bit like they can make the these rare plays uh, yeah. other guys can't because they're such freak shows. Yeah, but maybe it's not as consistent as a Stefan Diggs. You know, where he's just yeah. constantly getting open. And being the quarterback's best friend, exactly. And I think that's the type of career. And I'll I'll take a huge miss for for I think end up for both of us, but especially me. I mean, I, I didn't see Pickens, like, especially also, this quick. But anyways, go it on doesn't to. it doesn't help in, in comparing it to DK Metcalf, especially because DK Metcalf's rookie year is getting those chances downfield. Yeah, right? yeah. You're not getting that for Pickens, so I I still like. And not because of Pickens, because of the quarterback play. And it's still like, I feel like there's another part of his game we're waiting to see get unlocked once Pittsburgh's able to hopefully one day push the ball down the field. Well, like, I wonder what type of season he would have had if, if he ended up a chief instead of Sky Moore did, you know? And I know that was the direction they're going and that was the well, offense they're going for. But it just, you know, it makes me wonder what type of rookie year he would have had. I mean, 700 yards in this inconsistent it, passing game. Like, I think he exactly. had 1,000 yards. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and potential Pro Bowl years a rookie. I mean, I'm just maybe not, but potential. Um, but yeah, he has, he, he has more yards than the first receiver drafted. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, defensive rookie of the week. I'm uh, again not a clear slam dunk, but I'm gonna go with a guy we we've talked about before in this role. Uh, Bears safety Jaquan Brisker. Hey, who, except, we haven't talked about too much lately, so that's a good one. Yeah. And it feels like like he's never having a bad game. No, he's, he's just not. having better games than other games. At times. Missed a couple games too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he had seven tackles, a sack, gave up just one uh, fifteen-yard completion against the Bills passing game. Um, he uh, the 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 sack was right on the goal line too. It was uh, uh, he he came on the blitz? He kind of redirected, disengaged from his block as Josh Allen was scrambling and, and got him. Um, he looked like just re- like the Bears, given what their secondary is made of, mm-hmm. way outplayed, way outplayed what they should have. And I think that starts with Jaquan Brisker, who's just been Mister Consistent back there for for them. He's been, I think, one of the the most consistent, especially defensive rookies, yeah. from start to finish this this year. And he's had some like like I said, some highlight games, but he's also had just like. He's always seems to be in the right place. When they bring him down low into the box, he makes plays as a blitzer. He makes plays against the run. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I just came away thinking, wow, the Bills should have done a lot more against the secondary. And I think that's a big, big credit to him being able to kind of run this secondary with undrafted rookies playing corner. Yeah. And uh, a fellow rookie at the other corner spot. Like, they were playing three rookie corners – and Jaquan Brisker's our rookie safety, and he's like kind of the veteran back there right now. You know, uh, when when on just to say on the season when targeted, giving up just fifty five percent completion rate, eighty five and a half QB rating. Like he's been quite good. He he's been like he's been like you said consistent over flashy, other than like that one awesome interception. And I, I think he's been absolutely everything you could have hoped for if you're the Bears this year. Like, he's that's what you drafted. He's been what you drafted, and he's been very good. And it just feels like, you know, he's on a bad team, on a bad, you know, weird defense. And it's just he hasn't gotten the hype. But um, I think, I think you know, if, if, you're, if you're the Bears, you're looking at Brisker, and you're, you're, you're extremely happy because you drafted exactly what you thought you were getting. I agree, big time. It, it, it's It's been... 
he's been as like I think if you do an all rookie team, he's one of the safest. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, my guy is another DB. I don't know if he's gonna make the all rookie team, but um, Kobe Durant. I'm going with the flashy plays. I, I I he was the only other person I was considering here, and I thought to myself, there is no bigger primetime slot than the Nickelodeon game, so he's my primetime star. <laughs> that's, that's a good. I struggled with primetime star because I thought like we had kind of had a lot of you know uh, in other spots I have guys, but anyways, Kobe Durant, man, uh, just those two ridiculous plays. Uh, the first interception was just like uh, an amazing athletic play, like jumping and contorting his body to get to the ball, like which was like behind him and then juggling, reeling it in as he fell to the ground. That was awesome, and then they jumped the route at late fourth and just housed it, made it just look really easy. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that hard, but it was just a great play nonetheless. I mean, I think they credit him for a touchdown allowed, but it didn't fucking matter when they, that when you look at the scoreline. But uh, coverage EPA against was like negative twelve point two, so that's that's pretty damn good when he got that that kind of swing. Um, and he's been he's been flashy the last few weeks and making plays, and I. I if, maybe this is the next, you know, Rams corner that they they find. I mean, he's been good. Why is Darion Kendrick playing over? I don't this guy fucking know. I don't know. I thought he's looked better than Kendrick. Uh, Kend- you know, Kendrick was had a stint where he was like our worst rookie like three times yeah. in a six week span. Especially like with this season, like I, I, Kendrick I was drafted after Durant. Damn. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, he went to Georgia. I think you forget that sometimes. And Clemson, damn. <laughs> and Clemson, where, where Kobe just stayed in South Carolina. Yeah, damn. Um, the state of South Carolina is just always producing corners. Yeah, that's 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 the corner state. We've long said that. I mean, Stephon Gilmore. It's kind of like the corner of America, too, so it makes sense. Wow. Yeah, Dur- Durant, great pick. Hopefully continue to see him. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't be playing a lot going mm-hmm. forward. Uh, the last four weeks, he's, like, slowly played more and more. He ended up playing 76% of the snaps against the Rams – or against the Broncos, sorry – um, and it paid off. Yeah. Speaking of corners, my worst rookie's a corner. Oh boy, I didn't expect uh the Texans to to toast Roger McCreary. No, no, damn it. Who uh, he just the, the the Texans are trotting out just this awful group of receivers, um, and those guys were beating them. Philly Dorsett, um, uh, um, uh. Amari Rogers, those guys, <laughs> those two alone. I I I calculated four catches for eighty two yards against McCreary. A lot of them coming in the second half. The Texans were playing from behind most of this game. Um, yeah, but those are speedsters, you know. They've proven speedsters. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> UCF's running the coolest two point attempt I've ever seen. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, McCreary also, I think he's given up more receiving yards this year than any other corner. That's uh, that's not good. I feel like he's had his moments, but he's had some some not moments. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't help. Like, the Titans secondary is, like, playing him. They're playing Trey Avery. Yeah. But, yeah, he's given up 715 yards this year. He's, uh, almost 70% of throws are completed his way. Um, it's That's, been tough, and yeah. and when it's Davis Mills and the Jeff Driscoll trick show, yeah, and Philly Dorsett and Murray Rogers, it's like not, it's not even Brandon Cooks who's beating you. Brandon Cooks busy busy beating Lonnie Johnson and and Trey Avery, like it's tough. Yeah, that's 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 a that's an unfortunate week, but a good pick. Um, I'm going with maybe mine's more of an underwhelming, but I thought the young Lions defenders just did not show up. Like, I mean, starting with the ultimate no show, I felt like Hutch was a no show. Just like, I think they credit with like two pressures, but he didn't feel it. He like just like kept crashing into the backfield and losing contain. Uh, one of those was like his own read with Darnell where he kept it and got like 14 yards and almost a touchdown, which just was not a good look. Uh, I think even like they dropped him into coverage a couple times and gave up, gave up a couple of catches, and of course you know the 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 fucking Panthers dropped points and ran for 250 yards. So this whole group was not good. Kirby Joseph, like it wasn't. I didn't think he was. I think he was fine in coverage, but they missed a bunch of tackles coming downhill. At least three, and again they rushed for 250 on him. That's not good. Yeah. James Houston had eight pass rush reps. I'm not putting on Houston. Just just didn't get any pressures. My, I, that's our guy. I'm upset. I thought Rodrigo was. Like, okay, but they ran for 250, so <laughs> that's not okay. I mean, 
just in a in a game that you fucking needed these guys, and they've been so good for you all year in in, in, in you know in their own individual spurts. Um, they all kind of did not perform like they should have, and I mean neither did the offense, but it just they they needed a win, and it's the Panthers. Like that's that sucks. Yeah. Um. Hey, the Panthers could win that division. Steve Wilkes. It's cursed. Steve Wilkes should probably just be the head coach. Probably. Why not? Panthers don't actually matter. Just let let Wilkes run the show. I mean, especially uh, the, the the man can win with Sam Darnold. Then mm-hmm. better than most of the NFL coaches. Uh, Primetime star. I said Kobe Durant because no bigger game. He should have been the uh, Nickelodeon MVP. That absolutely. MVP, but absolutely. it was Baker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, yeah, I thought we kind of like use our other primetime studs in other places. So after a few weeks of ripping on them, I was just the tip of a cap to Devin Lloyd for having a better game, having a better game. So I d- didn't think it was amazing. So very mid. It was so very mid. It was very very mid. She struggled in coverage. He did interception throwing right to him, but hey, he ended Zach Wilson's career. So I got to give him. I got to give him that. That's that's really what he's getting credit for. Holy war on holy war. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, th- I did think like the effort was better. I thought he was pretty decent to good against the run. Made some plays against the run. You know that the whole defense is pretty solid against the run. Um, in the in the weird ass rainstorm. But yeah, I, look after dogging him and I used up my other guys. And he was a lot better than the previous like three games. Exactly. Four games. <laughs> exactly. You know? Star is a stretch, but there you go. He looked more like the guy in week. Two exactly. Yeah. Where he he looked okay. Yeah, exactly. and getting and, to the and, ball at least. Yeah, and had the ball thrown right to him. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> underwhelming performance is from that game, and I'm going with Sauce Gardner. Okay. Who I thought just kind of, for the first time, the the a lot of teams had like kind of stopped going his way. The Jags mm-hmm. kind of went at him. It was a yuckier game. He he had that kind of mishap with Evan Ingram. Uh, yeah. He ended up giving up five catches for 80 yards, which is I think the second most he's maybe the most he's given up this year. Uh, and yeah, like a, a good chunk was that like crosser by Ingram that he was just yep yeah just didn't uh, get that's a, It was the second most tied for second most completions he's given up this year and the most yards. I always find it hard like 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 dinging a corner for like like being in man and it's a crossing route to a like to someone's speed but I like. Know. It is hard, but, like, you know, he didn't really contain very well. Like, the catch, of course, you're going to give up, but, like, didn't contain it too well. No, but, no, that's a fair – for underwhelming, and that's, I'm, that's I'm, fair. I'm only underwhelmed because we've seen him be pl- – yeah. he's been playing at an all-pro level. Yeah. And, by my God, they their defense needed to play a lead against the Jaguars, uh, given their own quarterback. Chris world. Traveler, baby. And uh, Trevor Lawrence and crew uh, pulled it off. Trevor Lawrence turns out not a bust. Uh, correct. Uh, my underwhelming performance. They ended up pulling out the win, but I thought the Packers rookies were kind of underwhelming and in different ways, like not bad, like just underwhelming. Um, I thought like Dobbs had like a decent game, three catches, three sixty yards, but that was on six targets. I thought his hands were kind of inconsistent. Just want to see that, and that's kind of been a thing all year for him. Uh, I had that nice you know fingertip grab though on the, on the little out route where he might have gone and held at the top. Um. Also, Watson, like, underwhelming because I think it could have been a big game. Got hurt just before half. Six catches, 49 yards. It was Yeah, it looked like it was trending in a yeah. good direction. So that's why I'm not putting this on him. Like, he – and he, he took a big hit on that nice third down convert yeah. where they good, well designed. And I, I think that was the one that sent him out of the game. Um, but also, like, he also kept losing his footing. So, like, even in the first half, it could have been a better first half. Could, it could have been worse. He could have been playing at Chase Field. <laughs> hey, no. That, that's where uh, heroes are made. Uh, but yeah, lost his footing there, and then could, could have turned into a touchdown at the goal line. But I, I think maybe the the worst or most underwhelming was Quay Walker, who I thought was just pretty no show. Um, and when Miami was running the ball, I don't know why they stopped running the ball. They were gashing the Packers, and, and I think he only had like one tackle, and like it felt like when he was getting to the ball, it was fifteen yards downfield. Um, and that, that was another guy who's the reverse Devin Lloyd, who's had a stretch of really impactful games, and this is kind of just like a no show. Um, speaking of the Packers rookies, I thought Devontae Wyatt played well. He did. He did. And I put him for looks like a hit, and I know it's a little early. It, yeah. But that's but like the, last, the usage, you know? The last two weeks when they've actually got him on the field, we've seen the flashes. And I just don't understand why he hadn't been 
playing consistently. Like, he played nine snaps against the Rams and was so impactful. Mm-hmm. And we saw him play the, the, his most snaps of the season, 24, against the Dolphins. And you saw a couple pass rush flashes. It's just like, why was he not playing more this whole season? The defense has been so bad. They've been getting gashed against the run. Like, he's adding some interior pass rush that's been helpful. He, he's a very, like... Um, fluid athlete on the interior and uh i just want to see more of him now the packers are so bad for like drafting players that they end up not needing and like i'm not saying they don't need Devontae Wyatt, but to them i guess they don't and hey you can throw the other kingsley and Angbari looks like a hit for you or i guess us but like you know like he's been really good and they played playing him a decent amount too so yeah, i don't i don't know why they don't play him yeah who's your hit uh, I'm gonna go with the. You know what? We've we've kind of dogged him a little bit, but the Chiefs rookie corners were really, really, really good against the Seahawks. Uh, Trent McDuffie had, had five tackles against the run, which just kept coming up, making plays. Uh, yeah, one catch allowed on four targets. It was seven yards. He was really good. Uh, Watson only had one catch on two targets, six yards, two run stops. One of which was a TFL. And Josh Williams, uh, one catch on four targets, was 17 yards, a PBU. They were all really good, super physical. I thought they stepped up huge. Uh, we're coming down against the run really well, and obviously Seattle's been a pretty decent passing attack. It was cold as fuck, but good, good, like a solid passing team. You know, they're physical on DK. They all kind of got looks against DK, and I thought they they kind of won. Well, maybe not won the game, but the Chiefs' offense didn't play a good game, all things considered. But they they stepped up big, and, and if they can keep that going, or even just one of them, or two of them can keep that going, that's exactly what they fucking need to to win the Super Bowl again. Yeah, McDuffie looks like the real deal. He, yeah. uh, I, I know he doesn't have the same hype as some of the other, like Tariq Woolen or Sauce Gardner, but he, the last couple of weeks, he's really, yes, he's really been good. Yes. Um, and speaking of corners, it's so many rookie corners this year. My looks like a miss is a miss for me, uh, but a hit for the Cowboys and Deron Bland, who I don't think he had his best game against the Eagles. Uh, they, uh, they kind of. As a whole, the Eagles' passing game was doing some damage against uh, the Cowboys, um, Devonta Smith in particular. And, and he gave up some yards. He gave a touchdown to Devonta Smith. But he had the interception when they mm-hmm. needed it. He's really – prior prior to this game, he hadn't given up much the last couple weeks. He's had good after, games. After getting hosed by uh, the Packers in, in yeah. week uh, 9 or week 10 – and uh, since then, he he put a string of games together where he's been like borderline all rookie. Yeah. And then even in this game where he gives up some yards, he he comes back and makes the big play. Uh, he's looks like a very competent starting corner in the NFL, and getting that out of a fifth round pick is, is huge. You know what's funny? I can say <laughs> something very similar about this performance for a fellow Cowboys rookie. My looks like a miss is Tyler Smith, who. Uh, just to frame this, 54th on my board, like I thought it was late second, early third. I think we were we talked about this. You know, I thought he'd be a solid guard. I remember calling him overhyped at some points last year. And he's been so, so, so damn solid playing left tackle for a playoff team. Like, I think you could argue that there's been very few rookies more important for their team's success than, than Tyler Smith. Uh, and, like, we've seen four Dallas. Like, how, like, one bad spot in the offensive line, a good offensive line can just ruin a season. You know, Terrence Steele style. And, and, like, Smith just hasn't let that happen anytime this year. And, I, again, like, I wasn't a perfect game against the Eagles, but that's a tough, tough, tough matchup. And I thought he played a solid game, all things considered, against one of the best fronts in the league. Like, like uh, Sweat got him a couple times. But, overall, I thought it was solid. And I also thought, like, he, like, oh, like you watch snap to snap. I thought really solid pass pro. I, I thought he played a really strong game in the run, too. Like, like he's been so... Uh, dynamic just decimating dudes on the that's a lot of d's decimating dudes on the on the poles and i saw some of that i just like you know in a big win i think that's that's something to to hang his hat on and that was too low it's been it's been so impressive i think yeah i'm with you in that but yeah i mean obviously when you say first round tackles like yeah okay how but it's it's the fact when you have the context of what kind of he was viewed as as that first round tackle. And, and having to step in immediately at left for tackle. For a Hall of Fame left tackle. Exactly. For a playoff team. Um needing to step it up. I got a trio of corners. Okay, Marcus Jones 
had this 69-yard pick six in the fumble recovery, mm-hmm. and he caught a 15-yard pa- or took a screen 15 yards. He has been such an important player to this Patriots team because they're such a mess. But at the same time, I feel like the pick six really overshadowed T. Higgins taking him to the shed. It's a tough um, matchup for Marcus. Jones. It was, it was, and like multiple times he was in good. Like, it was good coverage, and T. Higgins just T. Higgins mm-hmm. him. Yeah. It says more about T. But, I mean, Marcus Jones ended up giving 10 catches for 163 yards on 10 targets. And I feel like because he had the pick six that got them back into the game and the fumble recovery, it kind of overshadowed that. I'm only saying he needs to step it up in the context of if he's playing full-time corner for a playoff team yeah. and playing on offense and being a return man, like, they, they just can't have these types of games because they're – I feel like there's so many holes on this Patriots roster, yeah, uh, including at the quarterback position, that they they just can't have him getting uh, outsized so much. I, but again, like it, it's also hard because he's the reason they were in this game. Marcus Jones, I think, is the most fun player in the league right now. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. just if you watch him, you're gonna see fun football. Period. Like it, it, he might be getting beat, he might be scoring touchdowns, he might be scoring touchdowns on offense. He, he, the special teams game, like, he's so much fun. But, yeah, that's a fair one. Um, go, go with your next two corners. Um, Kyler Gordon, yeah. who had a great interception where he uh, he kind of didn't have anyone to his side, bailed deep, and, and undercut a route for a pick. And, uh, but other than that, like, the Bills were going after him in particular um, when their undrafted corners were I guess less susceptible. Uh, and then Cam Taylor Britt, who he had two pass breakups. It was a better game for him yeah. against the Patriots. But a lot of the second half stuff that the Patriot the Patriots passing attack was getting done to Kendrick Bourne was against Taylor Britt, who uh, got called on a DPI and gave up five for 56. It's just like Taylor Britt's been really up and down. And for a team that's trying to contend for the Super Bowl, they just, again, they need him to yeah. kind of take that leap. It feels like he's been a lightning rod. Like, a lot of just, a lot is going his way. No, that, that's a very important one. Um, mine might be a little bit of a weird one, uh, but I put Kate Auden, who, like, like Tampa is, you know, trying to win this division, uh, trying to get into the playoffs. And at this point of Brady's career, it feels like he needs that reliable tight end, which Auden has been plenty this season. Um, but like he also probably needs like an impact tight end, and it just feels like like if when you watch this game that like, there were so many times where they'd be talking about how like oh that looked like an old Rob Gronkowski play, and it, you know Auden you know they'd just be off you know or either like I think he had one drop but only two catches twelve yards on seven targets, and I know that's not all on Auden at all. It's just like they 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 couldn't connect, but like they need those plays to connect to 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 do anything, and it feels like. A lot of NFL media is like, oh, you know, no one wants to go and play Tampa, Brady, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's like you want that that uh, five seed to go and walk them. But if Auden steps up with the pass catchers that they have on the outside and Brady, you know Brady will turn it up a bit if they make the playoffs. That that's that makes them a little bit scarier. And he's done it, but the opportunities are there. He just needs to, like, capitalize. Um, Speaking of the, the former uh... – team of tom brady or speaking of tom brady the former team he played for sorry i got distracted duke football is my favorite football um taekwon thornton is, is not ready to play. yeah yeah he aj yeah i have no idea how he's playing over kendrick Bourne. kendrick Bourne came into this game they finally unbenched him and kendrick Bourne was the entire passing attack the only patriots who did anything pretty much were kendrick Bourne, uh matt judon and marcus jones there's three best players on the team. Yep. Uh, you see. he So Thornton caught one pass for eight yards, had a drop, and played 93% of the snaps against the Bengals. That's more than most receivers play. Like most, That's a most lot. kind of third receivers play. Like the, the, he's playing the most snaps of the receivers the last two weeks, and he's turning in two catches for 29 yards in those games. Yeah, because last week he had that like one catch. I think it was one for twenty one. Yeah, and it was kind of early. And I'm like, okay, well maybe this is finally like a Thornton mm-hmm. where he comes out and then he just disappears. Yeah, like he they're not utilizing him well. I feel, but they're also uh, 
like he's also not having much of an impact on anything. Yeah. Um, the drop too. This was the best throw I've seen Mac Jones make. Like maybe in his career, <laughs> Mac Jones, but like Thornton outside, deep. This should be. If if Thornton doesn't fall, this is a, a touchdown, like fifty yard touchdown. It's, if he falls, it's still fifty yard game, whatever. Mac Jones puts it in the bucket and he drops it. Like if he's not making that play, then what what is he doing for you? Yeah, he was drafted a pick ahead of George Pickens. Yeah, I was about to say like not not to be too you know mean or anything, but I feel like his season's kind of gone exactly like we felt like it would go when he, they took him. Like this is a reach. This. <laughs> This is a team that isn't going to utilize him properly. A- AJ, he has like less than a hundred yards more than Marcus Jones receiving on this season. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this is the opposite of Marcus Jones. When they took him, it's like, oh yeah, this is the match made in heaven. But it's just, it just felt like another Marcus Jones has four targets this year. It just felt like another like bad Patriots wide receiver pick. Yeah, but they made up for it with Marcus Jones. So, um, who's your not ready to play? Um, <laughs> Mine is a guy that like is a was a late seventh round pick, who had his moments. So like I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to say he's not ready, but maybe there's something there with Christian Matthew, the Cardinals corner, the, the big you know well built longer corner who just you know had his moments. I thought, but then gave up that big play in overtime to yeah. kind of cost him the game. But didn't play a poor game overall. So like, he's I, interesting. Exactly. So that's why I kind of it's, I'm spinning this in a positive light. Where yes, one bad play that cost them, but. He's he's not he's not he's not looking bad for a guy that's that that was drafted that late for a guy who played at Georgia Southern Samford and, and Valdosta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So going to Arizona, what's the big deal? It's just another stop. But yeah, no, I, I think he played pretty interesting. Interesting guy. Best day three rookie. Tyler Algier is so for real. It's silly. I love that. Um, ran for seventy four yards. Have forty three more in the receiving game every time he's breaking first contact. Like. Breaking Roke wants missed tackles. He is just he looks so much like James Conner, uh, which is a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. And um like he has the been their bell cow. The like Yeah. He's like this game he was he was the offense almost. I mean like London. Again, where he landed, it felt like he could have done this for them. Uh and I and it's looking that way now. I, yeah, he's he's come oh. to a good spot. I'll throw two more quick ones. Connor Hayward for finishing the Steelers <laughs> win on the 21-yard tight end sweep. Uh, and Rodney Thomas, who I yeah. know the interception was, like, just a tip drill. But he's been, like, he's pl- way pl- playing above where he's drafted. So, you know, I put him out of nowhere because I didn't have anyone obvious. And I know he's not out of nowhere. But I just want to give him credit for, like, coming out of nowhere and playing as many snaps he has for the Colts. And at, at how well he's been playing, like like that was a great interception, plucking that off the turf, and he's played. I thought like after his first start, I think where like I kind of dogged him a bit. He's like he hasn't turned in like a bad game really, and he's been making plays in the ball. No, I think that's a good pick. I thank you. I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just give you the correct answer if that's okay. Uh, Tariq Willen is the best day three rookie from this draft. Um, Three targets, two catches allowed, eleven yards against the Chiefs. Not not a flashy game, but just what he's done is just he's. I think he's becoming more consistent. Maybe the big plays aren't coming as much because they're you know I think teams are just not targeting him as much. But becoming more consistent had an awesome PBU where he just flashed that makeup speed, like coming coming, uh, making making so much ground up, getting getting to knock one away in the end zone on I think it was to Watson. Um, yeah, well, and just special. He's special again. It's still. I know I've said this so many times, but it blows my mind how he fell like he did. It, it doesn't make sense. But alas, lucky for me, and um, he's right there for rookie of the year. Anytime you say that, the the perfect evidence as to why it doesn't make sense is Stanley Jean Baptiste was a six three corner who was an insane athlete coming out of Nebraska who was just like horrible at playing yeah. football. Went fifty eighth overall. I mean, didn't play four games, five games in the NFL, but like they've the NFL overdrafts these guys all the time. And, you know, Tariq Woolen's mm-hmm. a way more special athlete and have better tape than a lot of these guys. Yeah, I don't like like I guess you could say you know they learned their lesson, but they're still doing it. And I know I know it didn't happen with Woolen this year, and it didn't happen with McCollum this year, and McCollum hasn't turned out, but they're not learning their lesson. There's still be someone overdrafted like because of their size. So yeah, I don't know. 
Anyways, best UDFA, who do you got? Uh, oh my god, AJ. I had all the UDFAs. I'll <laughs> just I'll I'll rapid fire. Illinois linebacker turned Texans linebacker Jake Hansen <laughs> yeah. with the forced fumble on King Henry to set up a Texans score in the fourth quarter. Uh Kingsley Jonathan, the Bills defensive lineman who had a TFL and caused another TFL against the Bears, Syracuse undrafted. Speaking of Duke, Bears undrafted corner Josh Blackwell, who had a great PBU on a on what was it, a slot wheel to Isaiah McKenzie down the sideline. Uh, other Bears undrafted corner, Jalen Jones from yeah. Ole Miss, who had two PBUs. He gave up a touchdown against the Bills, but still. Ryan Stonehills, Stonehouse, the Titans punter, who's just the best punter in the NFL. And Texans defensive lineman Kurt Hinnish, who I think you've talked about before. He had a TFL and looked good as a nose tackle for the Titans. I yeah, don't know her name. Earlier in the year, yeah, at the top of Hinnish. Yeah. He was fling snaps like week two. <laughs> so, I went a little bit more mainstream. I know Cater Kohu gave up like a decent amount of yards and a touchdown, and, but also had the interception on Rodgers in the end zone. And again, he's just been so good this year. And also, our our, our guy Luke Masterson played a pretty good game against the Steelers. Yeah, Ten tackles, I think he had a TFL. And Rashid Shahid is 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 amazing. I love Rashid Shahid. He's got four catches, forty one yards. Led the team in both categories. Uh, with Noah Lava, he's the best player on that Saints offense. So you gotta you gotta give him some love. Rookies who flashed. Uh... Christian Harris, the Texans linebacker, I mentioned he had a pick against the Titans. He also had another pass breakup, looked good in coverage. James Cook, who uh, had 99 yards on the yep. ground and a touchdown. He's just such an explosive add to that backfield. It's I want nice to see him to see, get more touches. It's nice that it's cu- like the, the production is coming, though. Velas Jones, same game. I know. Had, had this massive catch down the sideline, perfect throw from Justin Fields on this deep crosser. Uh, had 52 receiving yards and looked good returning kicks. After I buried him last week, too. J- Jahan Dotson, who just has really yeah. found his groove. 76 yards, a touchdown, five first downs against the 49ers. Um, you mentioned Pickens. You mentioned Christian Watson. I thought Rashad White played pretty well against the Cardinals, too. I Yeah, I, I put Dotson here, too, who, like, for lots of weeks, probably would have ended up our rookie of the week. I think we just didn't go his way because I think we had him last week. Yeah. Um, I also put uh, Kenneth Walker had a bounce back game. Like, they kind of committed to him and running the ball in the second half when they're already down for some reason. And it was working. He did a really good job. 26 carries, 107 yards. Kind of fed him, but broke a lot of tackles, got a lot of yards after contact. He needed kind of this bounce back. I thought, uh, your guy, Alante Taylor, had another really, really. He's, I think he's probably the best and most underrated rookie. You know what I mean? Like, just the guy that's not getting the credit for how good he's been. Two catches allowed on six targets. Had a PBU, only 16 yards allowed. Uh, was really strong against the the nasty man and and Jelani Woods at like three catches forty three yards on uh, Monday Monday I, I mixed it it was Monday wasn't it yes no yes yeah yeah I mix I'm all the confused yeah I don't know I I can't wait to see what he does with a real coach hopefully like you know what I mean like a team that like commits the game to football because it feels like they they haven't. They don't do a good job with it. They don't. But but the the times they get them the ball, it it looks great. So it, it's uh it's silly too. Like his snap, his his game to game like snaps are so inconsistent. Yeah. Some weeks he'll play fifteen. Next week he'll play forty. Like it's weird. I don't know. Um, my out of nowhere rook, another undrafted guy, going back to the Titans Texans game where an absurd amount of rookies were taking the field. Jack Gibbons, Titans linebacker, undrafted at the University of Minnesota. No Jack Sanborn this week. Jack Gibbons steps up. <laughs> Another Big Ten linebacker named Jack who didn't get drafted. Uh, From the upper a, Midwest, too. Great. He, he had a pick on, on a tipped ball. He had a, uh, a, a nice run stop, I think half TFL, uh, and a bunch of tackles against the Texans. And he came in like, I don't know. Early second quarter and did all this? Uh, I don't know. Undrafted linebackers out of the Big Ten. Jake Hansen, Jack Gibbons, Jack Sanborn. <laughs> the Jakes and the Jacks. I love it. I love that. Uh, my out of nowhere is Ronnie Thomas for just being how good he is. Not really being out of nowhere, nowhere, but just for being out of nowhere how good he is. My start the rook. Going back to my Falcons. Arnold Ebiketti. Ebiketti, yeah. And even D'Angelo Malone, just in general, play them more. Arnold yeah. McKenney's been really good. Um, 
this season he has 11 QB hits, two and a half sacks. I think he's like top five in pe- pressures among defensive rookies. Which is ridiculous because he, he hasn't played that much. He hasn't played more than 36% of the snaps for three weeks after playing over 50 in, seven, in the seven games before that. So I just don't know why are you playing him less now that you're out of it. Saving him for next year. Smart. Don't, don't want to put it on tape. <laughs> and D'Angelo Malone has four TFLs, two QB hits, and a sack this year for the Falcons. Uh, another top 100 pick for them. Only 15 snaps his last two games. Only more than 20 snaps once this season. Just play him more. Like, what do you have to lose? They're playing Troy Anderson more, and it's paid off yeah. at times. He had a nice forced fumble uh, against the Ravens. I don't know. I just I throw him out there. See what you got. Who cares? Yeah, totally. You're playing and- Desmond Ritter. <laughs> exactly. Um, my guy um, is Jameson Williams, who had one target, no catches this week. Like, he's been playing between 8 and 13 snaps. 11 was the, uh, this week, you know. Had one target and zero catches in three of his four games this year. And then the other game, he had two targets for one catch, and it was a 41-yard touchdown. Like, I totally, totally understand bringing him along slowly, but just a bit of an uptick when it hurt. It would not hurt, especially when your defense is giving up 37 points to the Panthers, and your offense is cooling down maybe a little bit, and you could use him. I don't know. I just want to see a little bit more. And that's that's just me being selfish, though, because I love, I'm just ready to see this guy go off. So selfish. Well, here's to a week of Desmond Ritter uh, thrown for 403 scores and being offensive rookie of the week. 